brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey everyone, welcome. This is another sud segment where really good beer meets really bad radio. And sometimes my voice changes. With me today at the table is good old gal Juliana. Oh, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Okay, my voice has gone to my head, literally. Um... Also joining me at the table is good old boy Dave. You are cuckoo. There we go. Yes. I was wondering if we were going to get that in. Oh, yeah. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I love the sleekness of this dude. Um, Also joining me today is good old boy Kendall. I wouldn't miss it. And we're bringing him back from the dead, folks. (laughs) I'm not dead yet. Good old boy, Sean. We've dusted off that corner for you. Sean Welcome back. It's good to be back. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Yay. You know, after that last episode I was on, yeah, it was it was questionable <laughs> if I get this opportunity again. It was touch and go there for a little bit, but yeah. His, his temporary banishment is over. Yes. Temporary, just for an episode. No, I'm kidding. Um, today we start a new summer of questionable decisions, and we've headed up to the great white north. Oh, Canada. Okay, I won't go anymore. We truly want to drink your lager beer. Do we? Yeah. Before we get to them, though, this sud segment is brought to you by... The Law Offices of Scratcher J. Scratcherton. Are you a kitty or a puppy who identifies as kitty? Do you need an attorney? Come on down to the Law Offices of Scratcher J. Scratcherton. Scratcher J. Scratcherton, attorney at law. She'll fight for her clients and give injustice the claw. Scratcher J. Scratcherton is not licensed to practice law in any of the 50 states. So today we're doing a blind tasting of some Canadian. Wait, Canadian? Dave, didn't you do spell check on this before you printed it? Well, we were going to do Canadian lagers, but I couldn't get very many of them. So I decided we could do Canadian and Asian lagers. So, you know, Canadian. Uh, yeah, that was really a questionable decision, Dave. But you have to give him that. Uh, I, I guess. Okay, go to boy Sean. Would you please give us today's lineup? Yes, the Canadian Asian lagers we are discussing today. From the Great White North, unfortunately nothing from the Elsinore Brewery, but we have Molson <laughs> Canadian, Labatt Blue, better known as Batty Blue, Labatt Blue Light, Moosehead, and Sapporo. From Japan, we're tasting Orion and Asahi. From China, Lucky Buddha and Tsingtao. From Thailand, Singa and Chang. From Korea, spelled H-I-T-E, and depending on who you talk to, Heat, Hite, or Height. Uh, and then from Singapore, Tiger. Wow. That was so thorough and so good. <laughs> um, well, cool. Tiger style. Tiger style. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. All right. Go to boy Kendall. Would you mind reading the 
Suds ratings for us. And do it in your best Canadian accent. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. <laughs> we'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud, eh? Was that a belch? Ah, what a relief. And a body should really not make that sound. And listen to that hang time. Give me another, eh? Okay, so we tried all of these beers earlier, but I am the only one that knows who's who, who's Canadian and who is Asian. My co-hosts only got numbered cups because I'm that girl. So let's talk about our top beers. And to be fair, just word out here is that we have one in a can, which I thought was really impressive. We have four in green bottles and stinky we know what they say about green bottles (laughs) very aromatic to be sure and then the restaurant brown bottles so we're going to start at our fifth favorite and work up to the 24 Elsinore beers (laughs) (laughs) that's such a good movie such a good movie Um, we're going to start off with our fifth best and work up to the Piece de resistance, so to speak. So, number five for us, otherwise known as number two. What'd you guys think of it? Didn't taste like number two. It was very, <laughs> very dry. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so super dry beer, which made it really crisp, but not a lot of flavor going on. Just very easy drinking. No yeah. noticeable notes in the nose. It's just, yeah. yeah, easy drinking. A little, little sweet, and then it dries right out. <laughs> yeah. Um, very. I, I think this is like good summertime beer, and I think considering where it came from, it kind of, yep, it's pretty much like a lot of things there. Anyways, any thoughts on what you think this might be? <laughs> I have no idea right about now. any of these beers other than the ones that came out of green bottles. I'm pretty sure I know which four those were. Okay. Well. Oh, she's spinning the wheel of suds. Spinning the wheel of suds. Still spinning the wheel. Molson Canadian. Molson Canadian. you <laughs> Yeah. Who would have thought? Nice. It's a good well, beer. Canada jumps in the lead first. Drink a lot of that on a hot day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess not. Um, okay, then. Moving on. Wait, we rated it. Oh, yes. What did we rate Molson Canadian? It got a sud rating of three. Okay. Moving on. We're going to go to our fourth favorite out of the group, otherwise known as number 12. Number 12. Well, it's a little malty. It's got a little bit of bitterness, like this almost woodsy herbal bitterness going on. Just a hint. Yeah. Unlike some of these, this one actually tasted like it might have had a hop or two in it. I know. This one almost seems gourmet in the scheme of things. (laughs) A hop or two which had not skunked. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it has a nice developing bitterness to it. It was that was kind of what caught me off guard compared to the other ones. And like Kendall says, yeah. they actually put some hops in this one. Yeah, and as it warms up a little bit, it's it's kind of balancing out a little bit more. Feels like to me, but I wouldn't I wouldn't let it get much warmer. I guess I need to do descriptions on these too. But um, yeah, I was kind of surprised. So coming from Singapore, oh nice. This was born on the streets of Singapore, the tropical island city-state, a busy trading destination and melting pot of Asian, Indian, and British influences and culture. The tropical lagering, in quotes, process brews a bravely creative and unpretentious lager. The result is the intensely refreshing, full-body taste of one of the world's fastest-growing premium beers, otherwise known as Tiger. Tiger style. Tiger I love Tiger beer. Every time I go to yeah, there's a there's a there's a Thai restaurant here in town. Every time I go, especially like if I'm picking it up to go, I'll uh, have a Tiger while I'm waiting at the bar to pick up the food. It's just a nice, easy drinking beer. But yeah, yeah it's, it's it exactly is. as we described. It has a nice bitterness present that's you know just kind of right there. Very cool. Yeah, impressive. And like I said, kind of gourmet in the scheme of mm-hmm. this lo- this style, you know. So but- it's a world acclaimed Asian lager. <laughs> is that from my favorite Irish oh, yeah. thingy? Cool. Um, I-, I could see, though, how this like really goes well with that cuisine, though, you know. Anyways, we rated Tiger from Singapore a... Three... <laughs> Okay, moving on. Our third favorite beer out of the group, otherwise known as number 13. The luckiest of all numbers. Yes, the luckiest of all numbers. So like this one, it gets a little more balanced, and it's a little nicer, a little smoother to me. This is tasting yeah. a little bit better since it's warmed up. It actually did, which surprises me with these beers. Usually these light-bodied beers... You know, they get warm. They're they're just awful. Yeah. But this is and it was balanced. It was I think the most balanced one we had. There was a little bit of just clean bitterness. It was definitely had some like bready maltiness to it, but it all together worked. It did. And I I'm gonna want to get more of this. Like it, it's I've never had it before. But now that I have, I'm really kind of impressed by it. And I'm like, this is good summer drinking beer. It really is. Um, and luckily, it's available since I was able to get it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's another thing to say is out of these beers that we were able to procure for today, they were all in our area. And that's something to be said that <laughs> it was kind of hard to find even the Canadian beers that we had, you know? So I think most of these are pretty widely distributed. There's some, there's some major global companies behind a few of these so they're not really like craft breweries but uh it's not necessarily a bad thing you know when you're dealing with something like this and you just want to find a beer to drink true true so the lucky can of choice (laughs) is heidi yeah we're gonna call it heidi This is from South Korea. It's a European pale lager, the number one selling Korean beer brewed and bottled in Korea in Seoul. Brewed using the purest underground well water, Canadian Harrington barley, pearl aroma, and Yakima hops, 
get that. That's really rad. Yeast and no additives or preservatives. And we rated Haiti. A3. A3. I like that Canadian barley. It's another Canadian connection. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. So we are in Thanks. the middle of our su- our first episode of the Summer of Questionable Decisions. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. <laughs> <laughs> and we have done a blind tasting of 13 Canadian lagers. So you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> and we are working on the best of the best of our 13. So we are now up to our second favorite out of the group. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Otherwise known as number, number 11. 11. So, thoughts on number 11? This is another one. I like it as it, I'm liking it more as it warms up a little bit. Yeah, just good, clean. There's not any noticeable off notes in the nose, and there's actually yeah. not much of a nose, but yeah. That's what I liked about this one. You do get that little bit of, you know, Almost like a dark crackery malt flavor going on. But then you get a little floral brightness coming in out of the hops. And it kind of balances out so yeah. that there's a little bit of bitterness there, but not hard or aggressive. And it it is very clean. It's a little bit of a challenge to even like find the descriptors for these beers because they're all there's like there's just not a lot to say. You know? No, there's not. Yeah. But you know, there's That's why some- we had to drink thirteen. Sure. But there's something to be said for those that we are finding that are good because you know, when you get something that's this light, it's really hard to make it stand out and then also hard to drink more than one. I know yep. that sounds awful. Um, you know, so yep. when you get one of those, you're like, oh, yeah, I can remember this, if that makes any sense. So, any ideas? Um, it's either from Canada or Asia. <laughs> that narrows it down. I'm betting on Asia. I'm going I'm going hard on Asia on this one. Really? Yeah. I'm going to go Canada. Oh, wow. Wow. How very contrarian of you. Ooh. Uh, oh. It's both. It is both. <laughs> country, right. country and Western. Yeah. It is <laughs> the original. The Icon Sapporo Premium Beer is a refreshing lager with a crisp, refined flavor and a clean finish. Yeah, it is. The perfect beer to pair with any meal and any occasion. Kampai. Or maybe I'm butchering that, so sorry. No, Kampai. Cheers. I'm impressed by this one. I really, yeah, I you know what I mean? Too. I've had it in those funny shaped cans they sell and it, it didn't yeah. seem the same. No. I'm digging this one. Yeah. So this is an Asian beer, but they brew it in Canada. Yeah. Those Canadians know how to brew an Asian beer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Now, if they had brewed Moosehead in China, <laughs> I bet you'd have something there too. <laughs> might be actual moose heads in it oh yeah well there, there you go there could be there could, could be. be and so for Sapporo, we rated this one a three okay so now we're going to talk about our favorite one of the bunch Ooh. yeah i don't know should we should we just slow down a little bit i mean we're building to a crescendo here we are. It feels like it. Maybe I feel the, I feel the energy around the table. It's getting, getting a little wild. The the Stanley Cup of light loggers. Yes, in honor of Canada and 
They're the hockey plane ways. Yes, they're hockey plane ways. You know, those ways. Asians are hockey powerhouses too. It's true. Yeah, but when was the last time that you've seen an Asian on an NHL team? Well, some of those uh, Russian dudes are from a, the there's a few. Asian part of Russia. Yeah, there, go with that. But. Yeah, sure, but that's European league. It's not. It's not there's NHL. Russians all over the NHL. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> no, but I mean the east, the most eastern Russians would probably be in like otherwise. You know what I mean? Like the closest. Let's not discriminate, man. Okay, fine. I'm bad at geography too, so let's okay. get off this. I topic. mean, let's face it, Canada's really not that good at hockey right now. So. What? <laughs> yeah, but that curling is that's true. Not to be messed with. They've got that on lock. Yeah. But if it wasn't for Canada, we wouldn't have the NHL. So there. It took Americans to really bring bring hockey up to what it really needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Canada. We took your game and made it better. MQ the angry Canadian emails. And I don't. Once forward. again. Yeah, I don't have to like him today, folks. I don't. <laughs> I wish I could say it in French and English. <sighs> I'm going to ban you to Montreal. Okay. Um, Get some frites. Yes. So what made this one, otherwise known as number eight, what made this one the one? What I was looking for in all of these was a, kind of that dry, crisp finish. Because even if there's a little sweetness in the middle, you want these beers to finish really dry. You know, just from the, the part of that's from the continued lagering that they go through. But what I loved about this one is I got a little lemony flavor out of the hops. This, that's what made me think this might be one of the Asian ones. Because I feel like they might be using some hop varieties that aren't common in yeah. some American beers. Because... You know, some of those, especially Japanese hops, will get really lemony. There's definitely some kind of either, it, it almost smelled like green apple, but it could be more lemon or something, aroma that's coming out as it warms up, but I don't, this be, is, it could be in my imagination. Yeah, this is really impressive because like, I mean, all of these beers are lower ABV to begin with. Mm -hmm. And this one has a really, really nice amount of flavor. Yeah. Oh, I, think, so, I so can't wait well, to spoil so, this. <laughs> my, my, my notes was I thought it was a rice lager, so I'm going to say it's def it's from Asia. Okay. So we have a lot of people. We have two people saying that this is an Asian lager. And good old boy Dave, what are I've, your thoughts? I've been, I've been riding Asia this whole this whole with the Asia train. Asia I'm train? I'm on the Asia train. So okay. let's do it. Okay. Let's make it happen. All right. Come on, big money, big money, no way. Um, this was created in 1983. In Asia? Hmm. Uh, let me get to it. <laughs> it's a premium. Asian lager? Um, no. Oh, no. It's, it's a light Canadian <gasps> Pilsner. Wow. Are you? With a delicately balanced beer brewed with cascade hops and a blend of malt. With a slight sweetness and citrus-like hop flavor or hop character, it is fresh, crisp, and brewed to the highest quality standards. I wish I had a head-exploding sound effect. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Labatt Blue Light. Wow. Ladies really? and gentlemen. Whoa. Yes. I did not see that one coming. No. <laughs> I don't know that many did. Yes. But you know, that that cascade hop then speaks to where mm -hmm. the citrus yeah. is coming mm -hmm. definitely. Because that's yeah. not a that's not a hop that's commonly used in these 
type of beers. No, no, it's not. I mean, it almost fell by the wayside because mm-hmm. Anheuser Busch wasn't interested in it. And yeah. Sierra Nevada said, "Well, we'll use it." Yeah. <laughs> so right. yeah, that's wild that they're using. It. And so the recipe was developed in '83 with the Cascade Hop. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. It's that's crazy. Yeah, really. That's about the time they were really new. <laughs> starting to take off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same time, Ken Grossman started using them. Yeah. Early, like early '80s. Yep. Yeah. Well, then. There's that. Wow, it was him and Labatt. Wow. Yeah. But seriously, this does not taste like a light beer. This is the no, best no, light no. beer I I've mean, ever had, honestly, I think. Which really makes, I mean, I'm I, my head is exploding in what all the, the emojis. What's the ABV on this? Let's see. Spin the wheel of suds. Spin the wheel. Okay, you're going to tell me at some point, aren't you? And I've I've put bad some pictures of Batty Blue, but, but never the light. Yeah. Well, I know because you don't want, like, I mean, <laughs> having a light beer, you know Dude. what I mean? That's, I'm going to start buying that. Yeah, that would be a great summer beer. Yeah. It does I'm, not. I'm shocked. Well, when you guys go out to the store and look for Labatt Blue Light, then you'll know it's definitely a light beer so it's probably i'd say in the fours huh probably you know no, it's not it's not saying well that's because says 4.0 okay. 4.0 i could buy that's that pro- that sounds okay. about right but uh, but seriously four four yes consensus says four yeah but seriously a four percent abv beer you know what should we rate this a four because it blew a, our mind, and it, I think we should. I think we should. You know what, Labatt Blue Light, you're going to get a sud rating of four. Wow! Uh, uh, Did not expect any of that. I'm the only light beer out of the light, only light version of yeah. one of these beers yeah. in the lineup, and it swept the award. Right now, I mean, when you compare it to its. Crack that dog open. Bigger, now. bolder friend. Um, you know, its counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's and pop, it makes let's a pop nice. that in this tiger, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hand that the long arms over there. Yes. Hand it to long arms. <laughs> Otherwise known as good old boy Sean. Well, um, okay. Freakishly large so, arms and long and large. Whatever. Okay. So now it's I not want just you. just his arms that are long, folks. <laughs> hey, it's my legs, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so I want you guys to get number six. Cheers. Is this cheers? Is, was number six the hoser? A six was the big, the big bold bo- brother of this. Yeah, number Ooh, six, six was regular Labatt Blue. See, we did not like that much. <laughs> yeah. It's better as it warms up, I think, than it originally was, but it's still. Yeah, my, my first my tasting notes were I got notes of menthol, and I just thought it was terrible. It's yeah, as it's warmed up, it's gotten a little bit better, but if but they, there still is a weird sort of eucalyptusy mentholy kind of thing. So it's definitely a different, probably hop hop variety. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. definitely old world. There's some funky German hops going on in here. More yeah. traditional, yeah. I you know, but they're both Canadian pilsners, so I mean, there's that. You know, so how would you rate these as a pilsner? Ooh. I mean, that's that's a weird that's a weird thing to even like a Canadian. I can't. Yeah. I, uh, no. I to think about as a true pilsner. No, they nicely fit that 
international light lager style. Though. Yeah, let's yeah. just let's just do that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they I do. Li- I like my Pilsner's all malt. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I mean, how can you compare any Pilsner to you know the Mister Classic? Right. This yeah. doesn't even come close. Right. No, I mean the hot profile alone is mm-hmm. completely farted up in the grand scheme of things. It's all you know, farted up. <laughs> but I'm. I don't know. I'm my mind is still blown. Like, and I'm really gonna be Labatt light. I know. I know. (laughs) At least the Canadians took the top spot. This is the uh, this is the malt liquor episode all over again. Where Natty Daddy (laughs) took the Natty Daddy was fantastic though. (laughs) Fresh Natty Daddy. Let me tell you, I enjoyed it. You can find Natty Daddy and Labatt Blue on tap. Never leave that bar. But Labatt Blue Light. Labatt Blue Light. That's what I said. Labatt Blue Light? Uh, now you did. Okay. <laughs> All right. All so, right. So we've had the best. Should yeah. we discuss the rest? Well, in terms of rating Labatt Blue over Labatt Blue Light, we rated Labatt Blue a two. Which it should suffer even more uh-huh. because it's like, dude, you found something great in 1983. Why aren't you... When you switch up the hops and the bat blue to match it, man. I, I know. Hosers. We need, we need to get those Labatt blue people on the phone right now. Yeah. And this is in cans too, right? No, it's all bottled. Oh, Whoa. it's only in bottle? I've only, okay. I could only find it in bottles. Okay. But if you could find it in cans, yeah. well, that would be even better. Yeah. The well, light beer needs to be in cans. Take it on the boat. Take it to the yeah, beach. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm going to be next time i go up north i'm gonna be searching for this puppy because where i'm from there's a lot of labat blue (laughs) (laughs) and labat blue light so canada ended up taking it after all in the most unexpected way viva canada way to go yeah okay up yours asia (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's um Shall we talk about the one that was absolutely the scariest of them all? That Is would that be number seven. Number seven? Number seven. Was that King Skunk? King Skunk. All right, Kendall, start your skunk rant. <laughs> oh, I actually wrote down Skunky McSkunkson when I first tasted this because it was that bad. I had to name it. It was all skunk all the time. I feel like the skunk has grown because this thing is warmed up. Oh, it's well, you do have a light near you, so there's that. I don't think the light. Has, I mean, there's there's no coming back from this thing. I mean, this is textbook skunk. If I wanted to yeah. teach somebody what that off flavor tasted like, where they could distinguish it, and it wasn't a low th- profile yeah. or low threshold, I'd give them this beer because anybody's going to be able to smell that. Yeah, I and mean, you it makes me thirsty for a Corona all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just throws the whole thing off. Yeah. It it does. And, you know, when I was a lot younger and more naive into the world of beer, okay, I I mean, I grew up in Pennsylvania. You guys all know that. So Lots of uh, green bottles. There are lots of green bottles, okay? And it was hit or miss. And then as I was coming to age, you know, the Heinekens and the Mickeys were all the rage. Green bottles. So allegedly green bottles were just fine, you know? I specifically think about Heineken when I think about skunk because I used to, I mean, that was like the first beer where I started spending more money on it. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like one of the cheap domestic beers. I mean, it was a cheap international beer, but it was 
you know, two or three bucks more a six pack. And I'm like, well, I'm going to put a little more investment into my drinking. And that skunk was always there unless you had the cans. And then it was not skunked. So, you know, or, you, or put, you go to Amsterdam and drink well, can at sure. the source. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. And it does taste a lot better, just like Guinness. Well, know? I haven't, <laughs> so. but I would like to. So thanks for, you know, throwing that out there. But even in this country, the difference between Heineken in a bottle and in a can is completely different. Yeah. Or even on tap, too. You know, I mean, if it's sitting in a keg, it's a lot better. I don't know, man. Yeah. That, but I think you're right, Sean. Corona is the. I mean, when you actually have to make skunkiness a part of the beer profile for the style, then you know that's that's really saying something. Like, oh no, we meant to do Dude, that yeah. because that accentuates it, you know, or whatever. Because why even bother with a green bottle when you can use a clear yes, bottle? Yes, right. Little block <laughs> well, <into> nothing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I, I mean, it. I, I'm still like confused by that, you know, but. I, Old habits are hard to die. I mean, the, the, I the tradition for the green bottle was uh, that you could see, especially with a pilsner, you could see how clear the beer was, and it was it was mm. it was the your way of ensuring that, that the beer you was buying was quality. Yeah, there wasn't and, a dead mouse in the bottle, <laughs> right? Sure. And to be fair, this this beer be that fair. we rated as our lowest. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, if we could go into the negative, I think we would on this, but. To be fair, this one is a green bottle, so fair. we're not just—it's not just hype, you know. Yeah. Is it? I, I think I know which one it is, but I'm not going to say. Go ahead, say it. Uh, is it Moosehead? No, oddly, it is not. Wow. Well, it, uh, Although it seemed a lot like really skunky Moosehead. Oh, so this one is hailing from Thailand. Oh. Yes. Oh. Uh, so it's Chang? a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is Chang. Yes. 100% malt Thai Bev stopped production of Chang beer, Chang Draught, and Chang Export in 2015. A new product, Chang Classic, was launched with production shared between Thai Bev. Is that any relation to that In-Bev. other Bev? <laughs> That's a good question. I honestly don't know, and I don't, I've never heard Thai Bev ever mentioned in the same conversation as ABN Bev. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've never seen them in the same place at the same time? There you go. Okay. Well, the recipe was changed to include rice, previously only used in the domestic 6.4% version. In the the anal glands of 12 skunks. Yeah, probably. It is sold as 5.5% ABV in some markets. With its attractive taste and a price that appealed to customers at all levels, just let me speak, the response and success of Chang marked a new era and turned a new page for the Thai beer industry. In 1998, Beer Chang was awarded the gold medallion at the International Beer Competition in Australia in the category of Lager Unlimited Degree. And on that note, we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. Yay, us. We're back. Yay, us. So, we are... Starting off this year's version of our summer of questionable decisions, we have boldly gone where I don't know that anyone has gone before. Or should ever go again. (laughs) True that. We have blind tasted 13 Canadian lagers. (laughs) I love that word. I'm going to use it all the time now. And um, we have done our top five. We have done our worst. And now we are 
doing the rest. Okay. So let's start off at the top and work our way back. Um, let's talk about number one. Now, this one, actually, we didn't rate as the worst. No, it's it's got a touch of skunkiness, but not overwhelming. I taste something else. I don't know what it is. I get, like, corn sweetness. I think it's Maybe a weird that. bitterness. You know, I don't... I don't know. I'm getting it's almost s- like a spice kind of flavor, like herbal. I, I was get. I thought I got some mint. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, just a hair. Not- yeah. So I guess that's from whatever hops they're using. Yeah, I, I thought those herbal notes were coming from the hops. Well, interesting. I, you know, you who knows what varieties are mixing and tossing in, and you know, we got a bag of this and a box of this let's chuck it in there and see what happens but this one is a rice lager okay what is it yeah this one is orion oh from uh osaka japan yeah so with osaka, an even more japan. refreshing taste a new draft beer was born in the summer of 2015 the same year, Draft Beer celebrated its 55th birthday. Wow. Huh. The backdrop to the primary color designs of tradition in Draft Beer is a cool, crisp color of champagne gold. The three stars and our logo, our logo proudly stand out, and the champagne gold color expresses the fine quality and refreshing sense of beer. The design incorporates the red sun, blue skies, and navy blue seas of Okinawa in the color scheme. Wow. You know what, though? I was kind of thinking about this, and, and I'm probably wrong, but what's the chances? Um, <laughs> if I was, I was just thinking, like, if I was eating some sushi and, like, a buttload of wasabi and soy sauce and stuff, I would have that beer. Because, like, at that point, the food is all the flavor, and you just wanted something to wash it down and kind of kill the heat a little bit. And I was thinking about that with a lot of these beers, like, like tiger and, and everything like you're eating like really super spicy food so just a nice cold lager that you could pound a ton of it down that's like low abv just to help you kind of you know wash away some of the, the spicier food well that's one of the things i with the tiger where i'm like all right i need to give that a try next time i do have some spicy food because that that hot bitterness coming through i think will really complement cuts the heat yeah, yeah. you know i i love getting an ipa with some spicy food but uh, you know, a good lager here and there is always welcome, especially if it's low ABV too. Yeah, you know, because yeah. then you're, you know, you're not just getting trashed. True, Oops. true. Okay, well, we rated Orion from Okinawa a two. Keep trying, Orion. Yeah, and yeah. the next one that we're going to go over is number three. Any thoughts on number three? I got a lot of corn sweetness in the middle. It kind of. Reminded me of a sort of high life, but not a good high life. So like a low life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of... Meh. Yeah, it's just kind of sweet and just kind of hangs out on your palate a little bit longer than you'd like it to. As it warms up, I swear it's gotten sweeter. Yeah, it has. It's... Ew. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Buy some um, hops, Jesus. Christ, they're not that expensive. Yeah, really. So this one's from Thailand. Oh. Um, 
Singa. 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 The premium import lager beer. The original Thai beer since 1933. Singha. Yeah. Yeah, does not make me want to sing. <laughs> well, actually, it says in here, brewed with Saz, Pearl, and Heller Tower. Yeah. <laughs> one one <laughs> pellet each per yeah, gallon. Yeah, one BS. <laughs> and a- of note, they scaled it down from 6% to 5% Whoa. in 2007. What did we rate this one? We rated this one a one. Oh, couldn't even pull a deuce. All right. Next is oh, number four. Go ahead, Kendall. What do you think? This was another skunky beer. I mean, it hits you right in the face. I, All right. Yes. Not Hitting as bad it. as the the first skunky beer we talked about, but it's it's pretty noticeable. All right, yeah. dang it. I'm saying this is Moosehead. Moosehead, isn't it? You are totally correct. <laughs> Finally, see, if I keep yep. saying Moosehead on every skunky beer, eventually I'll get it. Well, we yeah. only had four left, so your chances are getting pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this one was really outstanding, and it was the first um, first skunky one you opened up, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe it was in the grand. Yeah, it was because yeah. you were like you came out and you were like, oh my god! As soon as I opened this bottle, well, it knocked me over. <laughs> Yeah, more like more so than the Singa. I mean, obviously the Singa is a brown bottle, but um, yeah, and it just took me right back to the first time. And yeah, I can admit this now because I'm ten thousand years old. Later, I was maybe not quite twenty one when I. <gasps> I know, I know, shocking because we've all been there, but it was my first time like and i felt like such a grown-up and of course the green beers were really you know popular so i asked for a green beer and then i and the guy behind the bar is like he's like do you want me to crack it open for you and i'm like no i got this because i had my little uh, key and um i cracked it open and the aroma just overtook me and i'm thinking to myself is this what beer is all about i'm in trouble like how am I going to get through the rest of my life with this? And it, as soon as I cracked it open today, it just brought me right back to that moment. And I'm like, okay, I'm older. I've, I've, I'm, I'm doing well. Felt like I do young, know what good beer is. That young girl <laughs> drinking this one just isn't it. <laughs> yes. I, I still don't know why breweries go with green bottles. I mean, it's tradition, I guess, but we all know what it does to your beer. So If you're, if you're doing a sour or something... I would say okay, because yeah. I mean, if it's something where uh, hops are not playing a major part in it or anything, then okay, yeah. cool. But and, and there's a lot of goose and lambic, and even um, Cezanne Dupont was in a green bottle for a long time. I think yeah. they've actually switched to brown, but you can taste a little difference, but it's not as noticeable uh, yeah. as opposed to like a Pilsner or something like that that's really kind of hop forward. Well, we all know, you know. Juliana's stalking victim Bob at St. Somewhere. He he lives with green bottles. Bob, I love you. I love you. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it depends on the style, but yeah, definitely if it's something where you know the hops are going to, you know, they're going to skunk and then you're going to have to deal with that. But maybe, but maybe that's the thing too, though, is you, you've made a beer for so long and that becomes the flavor that all the people who've bought this beer for a long time know. Then you switch to amber bottles, the skunkiness doesn't come out, and people are like, what the hell? What are you, 
what what have you done to my beer you know yeah yeah i mean i can't imagine that's true but i mean i but like corona like if corona didn't taste skunky people would lose their minds i think and you know true so moosehead sold throughout canada the united states and in select countries around the world their flagship lager is often regarded as Canada's premium lager. Because they haven't had Labatt Blue Light. <laughs> Apparently. This golden, refreshing lager offers a fine balance between malt sweetness and hot bitterness. Okay, I can't. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> is, is, here's my question. Up in Canada, is a lot of this sold as draft? Because and this I'm would wondering be a if lot it has to better be better beer right. on tap. I bet, and, and I bet they have it in cans too. Like I bet we probably just get bottles, which hopefully people will start moving away from bottles in general. But yeah, I, I mean, and these are the style of beers that really need to be canned, if ever yeah. there was. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, the joke, the joke amongst brewers is that Pilsner is the most difficult beer that you're ever going to brew because there's nowhere to hide any mistakes. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Yeah. But, I mean... It, and then, it, so, yeah, then you throw you, you throw a technically excellent beer into a green bottle and let it get just, light struck on the ta-da! shelf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I hate to say lifestyle when it comes to beer, but I am going to say that. These style of beers tend to a lifestyle that, well, us in the South, we completely love and adore. I mean, as anyone would for summertime, you know, you want it in a can. A a can is so much more convenient even. And I'm sure it's more reasonably priced, especially now with lots of, um, you know, the portable canning lines that come in. But yeah, you know, well, if you're a brewery like Moosehead, though, you're you're not getting one of those portable canning lines. You yeah, are. You're not really. No. You're not oh, really worried that. about you're that. True too. that. True you're, that. You were you were dumping more beer from your canning line than I'm putting into cans. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, something okay. tells me like Moosehead, they probably just bought like futures in green bottles. bottles like, yeah. 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 Well, and, damn well it, we're not so, turning back now. And so there will always be a market for bottles because if you go down to Lower Broad in Nashville, the waitresses can get bottles between every one of their fingers and carry oh. that out to the customers. Oh, so yeah. that is always the reason why the long neck bottle is still going to have a place in bars. Is the convenience of being able to carry. There you, you know, go. I and, never would have thought of that in my entire life. So. And God bless Lower Broadway. <laughs> yes. And all of the cheap beers and bad decisions made there. Oh, that is a year of questionable decisions right there. Say, if you ever all go, in one night. If you, yes. ever to, if you ever go to a honky tonk on Lower Broad in Nashville, never order a craft beer because it's been in it's been sitting there for about six months. Yeah. Depending on the yeah, depending on the place for sure. Yeah. yeah. It will be skunked. Yeah. But anyways. So we rated Moosehead. From Canada. God love it. A one. Get some cans. Yes. Okay. Next is number five. Any thoughts on this one? I thought it was slightly sweet when I tried it. Kind of not bad now. It's kind of a grainy uh, breadiness to it. But other than that, nothing spectacular. It's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I hate to say it, but I'm tasting like stale bread. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay, wow. so it's got to be a brown bottle. It is a brown bottle, actually. Yep. Asahi? Yep. Mm-hmm. Boom! <laughs> Asahi Super Dry. Super Dry. 
was a direct result of extensive market research, which indicated a consumer preference for a more palatable beer with less maltiness, relatively high alcohol content, and a light aftertaste that paired well with the changing Japanese diet. With this insight, Asahi used his brewing knowledge to develop a beer with crisp bite, refreshing taste, and clear finish that satisfied this requirement. Codenamed Project FX. (laughs) (laughs) It engineered a highly attenuated, highly carbonated Pilsner. The latter renamed Progress Super Dry began sales on March 17, 1987 and gave birth to the dry beer category. The market success spawned similar competitor products and initiated what was known as the Dry Wars in Japan and a brief wow. marketing fad for dry beers internationally. However, Asahi has stood the test of time and now, years later, Super Dry continues its legacy as the world's premier dry beer. Super, super, super do, Dry. Do y'all remember Bud Dry? I do. That was part of the, the Dry Wars. I heard yeah. that yeah. was just an empty bottle. Wow. They were like, this beer is so dry. It's not even liquid. I I am. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised it was the Super Dry. That's as sweet as it was in the yeah, middle, especially. Yeah, exactly. It does have a kind of a dry finish, I guess. I mean, it it makes my mouth all cottony. What does that mean? I Am I having an anaphylactic reaction? Maybe. <laughs> this is funny. I didn't even I didn't even know this. And there's a, I think it's a Japanese company that I have a couple of t-shirts from called Super Dry, and I like them because they're. They're retro Japanese like labels and logos, you know, like but they're racing gear. So I I just I, I don't know, I got a thing for their shirts and I I but they're called Super Dry. Super Dry. <laughs> I wonder I like if this it. is any relation. This is really kind of funny now. Anyway. It's probably a product of the dry wars. <sighs> probably. And we rated this beer a one. Okay, moving on, we just have a couple left, and one of them is number... Number nine? Number nine? Number nine. Number nine. Skunk City. Okay. So that's uh, Lucky Buddha. No. um, Actually, number nine is Sing Tao. Uh, Oh, okay. Sing Tao. Sing Tao. Distinct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another beer that was just so skunky. It kind of you couldn't get pick anything else up. It definitely ruined it. Yeah. What did we rate, old Stinky Tow? A numero uno. Stinky Tow. And the last one of Forbids is the one in the cutest bottle ever. It is a very cool bottle. It is. God. Thoughts on number the, ten? Should have left it in the bottle. It just got worse. <laughs> And worse, yeah. Just another one. It was it was skunky. It's <sighs> it's hard to get past that. It's skunky and sweet, and it's actually like a, a mashup of all the bad things about yep, the other. It's beers. all over the place. Yeah. It is. A- we rated it a one. Well, ladies and gents, that is going to do it for today. Thank you for putting up with us with our first questionable decision of the summer. Um. 
You can always find us where you found this episode, as well as radio, satellite, online at iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place you listen to a podcast. The easiest way is to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google, play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day at Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. Five stars all around. Could a boy Dave say goodbye? Goodbye. <laughs> Could a boy Kendall, thanks for being here. It's been a pleasure. I am like honored here. Good old boy, Sean. Thank you so much for sitting with us today. Thanks thanks for letting this hoser hang with you all, eh? <laughs> he almost does sound Canadian. This is good old gal, Juliana. Keep on chuggling and see you next time. Tanhand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.